welcome to the Black Girl in College podcast. Where we are two black girls sharing our experiences of this bumpy journey called college. And in doing so, we hope to create a comfortable and safe space for those who may relate to our experiences. We are your hosts, Kiki and Mo, and today Kiera will be sharing her college testimony. Yes. I'm so, so excited. I'll be sharing my college testimony. <laughs> All right, so today I will be sharing my college testimony. A little nervous. I mean, you know, okay. tell my here. business, tell my business, but... <laughs> Um, the idea of this episode, it really just came to like, you know, we have a whole season out and we're sharing our experiences. And even though we make the disclaimer that we're not giving advice, you know, like just sharing our stories is a way of giving guidance. So I felt like it was important for us to just do like a college testimony. So it's like, you can get the full picture on where we're coming from and Mm -hmm. why we have this perspective and why we may think this way. Um, just telling stories in, in general is very important because it just provides guidance, like I said, or. Um, just to give advice to other people and let people know that they're not alone and just provide comfort to them. Mm-hmm. So before we even, I even start telling my business, I just want to open this episode with a prayer. Um, Money, if you could pray for me over my testimony. Spot. So, yes, please. Father God, we come to you. We ask you to cover Kiera as she gives her beautiful testimony today. May it reach the audience and the people and the individual that it needs to. Um, may her testimony inspire others to be honest with themselves, push you, clo- push them closer to you, God. And we thank you for bringing us here. And in Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So did you want to do disclaimer? Yeah. So okay. this testimony is to share Kiera's college experience and the ups and downs that she has overcome, as well as how she has overcome these challenges. This is specifically a college testimony and that she's sharing what she think will help others in their journey. And also for the sake of privacy, there will be parts of her story left out that aren't relevant to her message. With that being said, please do not approach as if you know everything there is to know about her. Um, so after hearing this episode, we hope that you feel comfort and you are not alone or, or, expired or inspired to push through your college journey. Um, we also want to give a trigger warning later on the topic of sexual assault. Yes, thank you for the disclaimer. Um, just want to emphasize the fact yes. that <clears throat> this is not everything. This is specifically college-related struggles. So mm-hmm. um, even just with the story factoring on top of that, just like family issues and, you know, health issues and other stuff that may have popped up. But I guess Whenever we can you're start. Ready. So, this is all you at your pace. Uh, where do we start? Basically, we can start with who was Kira before college. Um, if you knew me before college, you definitely know I was more quiet, definitely very insecure. I mean, you probably couldn't just look at me like she's insecure, mm-hmm. but like it was definitely very insecure um, and unsure of myself. I really didn't have no friends in high school up until junior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Monifa was one of them friends <laughs> up until junior year. But yeah, I didn't really have friends, and I was just, you know, not, nothing really going on. It was just, I was chill, I was quiet. That was just me before college, but you know, we ain't going to talk about that because this is my college testimony right um my relationship with God before college it was like I I knew that there was a God I knew there was a higher being mm-hmm. um I acknowledged him you know it was there I really didn't but like I knew no. there had to be somebody but mm-hmm. um I guess that was really it um I'm a 2020 graduate class of 2020 senior got cut short so I did still go to college I went to community college for my first year of college but um even before I started college there was a transition in my relationship with God um, I had some close family members, they tested positive for COVID. So, you know, at that point, that's really where my relationship with God, like my actual relationship starts mm-hmm. to grow. And I start to actually acknowledge him. Um, 
started with just like prayers every day for my family. For I was about to healing. ask, what was that transition like? Yeah, just for their safety, healing and stuff like that. I was praying every day. And then I just got into the habit of praying every night before I went to bed. And I think at a certain point, I'm like, okay, these prayers are getting very selfish. I'm just popping in to say, hey, God, um, protect my people. Bye, God. And I acknowledge that. I'm like, okay, these are selfish prayers. So let me just talk to them just for a little bit more so I don't seem bogus. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was. It really just, I just started extending the conversation and just talking a little bit more of my prayers. And it really started from a simple prayer, just simple. It used to be the same prayer every night. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for the safety of my family that they heal and are in good health. Amen. That's it. It was just that. Mm-hmm. It was. I don't know if that was it word for word, but I just knew it was like two sentences. And then I was like, I'm getting selfish. Then I started adding like, thank you for waking me up and some little stuff here and there. So it wasn't bogus. But I mean, that was really me before college. Mm-hmm. So I guess getting into college. Now we got to get there. Yeah, so, um, well, the expectations I had before college, I really just planned to go to Kirkwood Community College, get my associate's degree in interior design. So it was a two-year program, um, make some friends, you know, probably find my husband, something like that. And then, you know, just have a little bit of fun while I get my degree, you know, just like Mm -hmm. going to some social events, party. That was my, that was literally how, like, that was my expectations, I guess. So what did you envision college to be like? Um... I thought it was going to be a cute challenge. Like, I knew it was going to be, like, difficult. It was going to be some stuff to, um, <clears throat> sorry, some self-discovery and some stuff to work out and mm-hmm. a little tiring. But I really thought it was just going to be cute, a cute challenge, specifically. Yeah. Um, fun, self-discovery stuff. That's how I envisioned college. But honestly, even though it was, it definitely was worse, yeah. I will say that was a very limiting mindset, and there's definitely more in store for me. So I was, I was limiting myself most definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you want to get into your first semester? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so as I mentioned before, I am a COVID graduate. So context: class of 2020 started my first semester in college online, completely, uh, 15 credit hours, all virtual, Whoa. and yep. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all. That's all. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That's all. That's all. That's all. None more. But yeah, I went to Kirkwood Community College um, for their interior design program. Most colleges don't even have interior design, and I was really eager to get my degree. So I was like, it was a two-year program, and you really can't find that for interior design. So I was like, two years, I'm in there, and yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grind them two years, and I'm gonna get my degree because mm-hmm. I don't really believe like you have to like everybody's college needs their college, and I didn't believe I needed to do a four-year even though many people expressed their disappointment that I was going to a community college by choice. Mm. Anyway, all to y'all mm. shade. But look at you um, now. But look at me now. I got you now. All to y'all shade. But, um, yeah, so I moved into an apartment with a close friend from high school. Um, mm-hmm. I guess, long story short, I struggled with motivation. I feel like that was just a common challenge that everybody had because it was like we're online. I literally made not a single friend that mm-hmm. whole semester. So it was like I'm not making no friends. There's zero social events for me, like, to go to. It was literally school and work, apartment and work, back and forth. That's all it was. It was nothing more than that. Um, No social life. There's just no balance of anything. So I just really struggled with that. Um, I think another, well, not I think, another big thing that happened is, like, um, as you know, three weeks of moving into college, I was having roommate issues, and Mm -hmm. for me, that situation – I was having roommate issues, and for me, that situation, it was just very hard. You know, somebody I consider family, it was just like, it was just 
drama that I haven't experienced. I've never been comfortable with drama with people I'm close to. Mm-hmm. Just because I think that just comes from like just childhood, how I was raised, just not having a voice. It's like how do you confront people that you care about and it not be like something bigger than what it needs to be. So that was definitely one of them challenges that God really just like he taught me a lesson of confrontation. Like before then I really didn't know what confrontation was. How I define confrontation is like you finna fight. Yeah. So, like, for me, it was, like, it was really hard because, like, this situation is tough, but I don't want to confront this person because I don't want to fight. And that's, like, when I first was told what the uh, word confrontation meant, it literally, I was taught fight. I didn't know no other definition of confrontation. Mm-hmm. So, I just, like, I don't, I've never com- confronted family members um, up until this point. And, like right. I said, this person was very close, considered them family. So, it's, like, how do I get past this issue? Mm-hmm. We're struggling with that. Um Went through the confrontation, uh, talked to God a little bit. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, so, like, I know you mentioned, like, your relationship with God before. It went from the prayers from my family to, hey, this is selfish, more, like, prayers of waking me up in the morning. So what was it like right now for you with God, like, going through this confrontation? Um, Right now, like, he was definitely there with me going through this confrontation, but I definitely, like, wasn't, like, acknowledging first. I definitely wasn't seeking him first. I was mm-hmm. asking uh, mom, dad, grandma, family members, just, like, this is going on. And how do I overcome this? Because this is bogus, but like, I don't know what to do. So I was really seeking their guidance. There was some some tears shed and all that. But at this point, I would say um, just moving forward, I did end up being able to sublease and get out of this situation and move back home for the remainder of the semester. Mm-hmm. But I think after that happened, I'm just like, you know, God is good because I was trying to sublease that apartment for literally a whole month. So, like, this issue was already bad before I even considered subleasing. Now it's a whole month later. And, like, ain't nothing, people are sending me off. People are like, oh, I can do it. And then they're like, I oh, know I'm not. Oh, I can't. Right. You know, just that back and forth. I'm like, bro, I'm going to be stuck here forever. I mm-hmm. can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, like, at the end, I I was starting to acknowledge him a little bit, like, okay, like, thank you for, you, you got me out of that situation because, you know, I didn't believe I could get out of that situation. So I think that's where God was, where, at least where I acknowledged him where he was. But other than that specific situation, I think the semester, it went pretty smooth. And it's crazy because, like, then it seemed tough. I'm like, oh, college is hard. Girl, that was nothing. That was nothing. compared to now? <laughs> that was nothing. That was a little appetizer. Because when I transferred, yeah, anyway, that was that was a little sample. That wasn't even appetizer. That was a sample. That wasn't nothing. But mm-hmm. out of that semester, um, other than that, like, I guess something good that came out of the semester was my EBT. Yes. Um, for people it. who don't know, in Iowa, we had a little derecho. You know, it didn't make the national disaster, but it was a national disaster. It was a local disaster. For us. It, yeah, the whole Iowa was out of power for some weeks, whatever. Mm-hmm. Long story short, I had $1,000 on that EBT card. Come on. Thank the Lord. We praise Come him. Come on. Thank God. Girl, I was rich. I was trying to, I was being a sugar mom. I'm like, Grandma, let me buy you some groceries. Mom, right. let me. Grandma, I got let you. Me get, I got you. I got you. It can be branded now. It could be branded. Girl, what you need? I can grab a little something. I, I felt rich, and I was definitely using that EBT. Mm-hmm. So that's that's some good that came out of that semester. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> right. And I love that, like, you got, like, God bless you with something. You said, let me go ahead and spoil my family. Like, let me help my family out, my people. So I think that was, like, a beautiful thing. And then, like, Especially just mention that people, like, we previously talk about food insecurity and stuff like that. So it's just, like, not, like, you saying that there is no food insecurity. Like, we gonna, everybody going to eat. If I'm going to eat, you going to eat. Like, we all going to eat. So Definitely. So I guess moving into um, second semester. So 
I did my first semester of college at Kirkwood Community College. And the second semester when I went home, I just went to Scott Community College. Mm-hmm. So really, I've technically been to three colleges. Um, yes. But yeah, I did the Scott Community College for one semester back home. Um, I think I did 13 credit hours. Cause I was like, last semester was rough with that 15. Like I said, mm-hmm. this was a sample. I didn't Going know no better. Going to helps a lot. I didn't know no better. But yeah, I did 13. Um, I cut back my work hours because it's like, I don't have to pay rent. There's no reason I'm working all these hours anymore. Exactly. Like, come on now. Um, I will say at this point, second semester was just so easy. Like there was really no challenges. There was a little bit of motivation, but at the same time there wasn't because, you know, I was a gym rat for a little bit. I was going to the gym regularly. Um, I had my family there, so that was mm-hmm. good. Um, but yeah, I'll just say that the semester was smooth. I didn't even got to yeah. go into detail. It was, it was real smooth. Mm-hmm. And so at, up until this point, like second semester, going through it, almost done, like how was your relationship with God? Was it growing? Was it just like... Like, you know, I check in every now and then. I like. think it was definitely a check-in every now and then. And one of my goals that I made for, um, it was 2021 at this point. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. 2021. So at this point, like, one of my yearly goals, I was like, I want to build my relationship with God. It was very generic, but that was one of the goals I made for the year. So it just, like, I acknowledged that he he was doing something in my life, and I need to not be bogus, and I had a part to play. So mm-hmm. I will say that I definitely ain't touched the Bible. Mm-mm. I didn't touch a Bible at this point, but I knew I knew there was God. You know, mm-hmm. I knew He was there. Um, I wasn't going to church. Well, it was COVID, really, so it's not like that was an option. Yeah. Um, I think that's the most I've did. It just like my relationship with God. It literally started with prayer, and then it come from like influence of this and that. It just came from mm-hmm. prayer. Gotcha. So, do but, you yeah. have um, any lessons that you learned from like your first year? Because um, you just went through a whole lot. Like, yeah, that's yeah. A lot. Uh, my biggest takeaway was just to take breaks and take time for myself because um, I just remember one specific day. It's like I took – it was a long to-do list, and it was just I was stressed. I was struggling with motivation. But I remember that day I was like, you know, I'm going to give up. I took three naps that day. I My screen time went up double, but I still was able to complete every single thing on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. And then from that I just realized – Maybe I just should have intentionally took that nap instead of, like, you know, being mad at myself because I wanted a nap. Right. So just, like, you need to take time and recharge, and mm-hmm. you don't have to push yourself if you're unmotivated. It's just better to just relax. And um, that was just really the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I also learned to have a routine. That was very helpful. Um, I had it down to a T. Like, that's why the second semester was so good. I woke up. Cooked a breakfast. I was cooking breakfast every morning. I'm, yeah, I was yeah. dead serious. I woke up, cooked a breakfast, went to class, had a little lunch that I packed, went mm-hmm. to the gym, came home and showered, went, uh, did some homework, went to work. Actually, no, I showered after work. I don't know. That's not the point. Either way, the but, shower was there. Right, the shower was there. But I did that every day, you know, spent some time with family, watched a little TV, and my routine was crisp. So it yeah. was like having that routine made a big difference. Um, mm-hmm. And... I think the biggest lesson that I learned that, like, is really applicable is just the confrontation. Because now, if you know me, I'm very confrontational. And I really just changed my mindset on that. When I confront people, I don't, we don't have to argue. Right. Please, I don't even want to argue. I just want to address the issue. We don't have to argue. We don't have to be into it. We don't have to. We don't even, it doesn't even have to drag past the conversation. Right. We can literally have the conversation and just keep moving forward like normal. So exactly. I think that was just, like, really the biggest lesson. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Maybe not even just saying that you are confrontational, but more of like now I can approach it because you've learned that confrontational it doesn't mean physical. It just like verbally disagree. And I agree. Right. Like maybe it's our community. 
But like a confrontation feels like it's gonna get physical, and I am yeah. a lover, not a fighter. Okay, so like I don't ever want to engage something like that. So I definitely agree, confrontation. But now that I think, I think it's a beautiful transition for you, like to see that, because like, um, not to give too much of our friendship out there, but we've—I don't want to say have plenty, but we can have disagreements and talk about it, and it's not even a day, maybe thirty minutes, and we good. Like mm-hmm. it's just a simple conversation. That's why the communication works so well. Yeah, like, even going with that, like, we really, like, I can't even think of a time I was actually into it with you. At all. Like, dead serious. I don't think, like, we have Just a that. disagreement. Yeah, we don't, we don't actually get into it. Like, we don't. Why we would just I talk about it. Like, why are, we, why are we beefing? Like, come on. Anyway. No, yeah. So, the, what were your goals leading into, like, year two? Because you recapped your first year, you learned your lessons. So, of course, we got to have some goals so we don't, so we don't, like, repeat the same thing or... Right. You know. Um, I feel like at this point, I didn't even have no goals for, like, the year two. I just knew, like, this year is over. Mm-hmm. And I just know my second year needs to be better than my first year. I just know I just wanted to have fun. I am. I was very um, – well, I'm still introverted. Like, I really need time to myself. But with COVID, like, I really just wanted to be outside. And I've never been a, oh, I need to be outside type of person. I just wanted to talk to people. I can second that. Because it was at the point, like – when we was in, like, it was at the point where strangers was really kicking off a conversation. I don't know about where everybody else is from, but I just know when COVID happened, when people was a little bit outside, we were just talking. Period. Just, and he had none to talk about, catching up with strangers at talk the grocery store. Talk about how store. your mama doing. Right. No, for real. Like, how is your mom? But, like, at this point, I really didn't have any goals. Um, I just, I at this point, I literally didn't know it was going to be the easiest school year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if I could get that year back, maybe that's light work. So, um, but you know what? I'm not even gonna say too much because we are really, you know, he has bigger plans right. for me. He we said had, this is our season, right? He, that little light work, it's okay. We can leave it in the past. This is our season. But yes. um, so yeah, like truthfully, I'm okay with how it went. It was it was simple and it was easy, even though it felt tough at the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that was really how I felt at that right. point. But. So during that summer, like, what was your relationship with God at, like, at this point? So for summer 21, me personally, that's still my best summer, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that summer, I actually got the opportunity to work at a Christian summer camp. And it was, like, remote. So it was not remote. See, I'd be mixing up my words. Because, okay. I mean, don't, never mind. See, I, I, it wasn't remote. Anyway, it's yeah. not remote. I know it was there in person. Yes. I was there in person. <laughs> but, like, I was in person. Like, I was, like, an hour and a half away. So it was, yeah. like, I wasn't close home. Um, I was on a site that had very limited Wi-Fi. And it was a Christian camp. So for me, my relationship with God, like, that's when it really, like, boom. I had a full-on relationship after that. It just soared. I had a full-on relationship after that. Like, mm-hmm. with that knowledge, it's like there literally was no no way I could go back to my old life. It's like if I went back to my old life, like, I would just feel stupid because at this point, like, I just had so much knowledge and such relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was really helpful just have the isolation from the world, isolation from the internet. I met some very great people that I'm still cool with to this day. Um, it just, it was a renewed mindset. Yes. It was definitely a, Speak on that. Let's speak on that renewed, renewed mindset. mindset. I, at this point, I completely surrendered my life to God. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even in control. And I ain't going to lie. Like, even after this point, I still had challenges. You know, when you pass that fresh Christian phase, like, yes. <laughs> there's still be them challenges. But Luke at this warm. point, I was like, you know, um... I'm a changed woman. I'm a changed woman. Don't approach me how you was approaching me before. I'm somebody new. I'm not the same Kiera. There we go. I'm not the same Kiera. And 
this summer, it was literally a movie. Like, I ain't even going to get no details because I could talk all day. But, like, I just really, at this point, God, he revealed to me that I had a true passion for being a leader and then also for serving others because mm-hmm. um, with this job, I was able to lead. And it just, like, it just showed, like, I'm I'm really a servant leader. It wasn't, I didn't, I led without a title and a position, like, but I really did lead. And it was just, it just showed, like, this is really what I got to do. This is mm-hmm. what he this is the spiritual gift that he's given me. Period. So, yeah. And recognize that it's beautiful. So now yeah. you're on to year two. Yep. So did you have, like, what was just, like, your thoughts and emotions, like, for transferring? So, like, I, like when I say that God, he didn't change my mind around, at this point, like, you know, I'm transferring to Iowa State University. That's where I'm at right now. Um at this point, I just trusted God. I was not even thinking. And it's crazy because, like, how I worry now and how much I try to plan for the future is crazy how, like, I wasn't doing that then. I literally mm-hmm. was just vibing. I'm like, oh, I'm transferring. I literally wasn't nervous until move-in day when I was actually there. But it's like, at that point, um, like, I already expressed my concerns to uh, many people during the camp, and I had many prayers over me. And at that point, I'm like, you know what, this is – you know, God, he told me to transfer, and it's going to be a great year, and there's going to be opportunity, and he's going to work in me, like, ways I've never could imagine or experience. So mm-hmm. at this point, yeah, before the transfer, I guess I just wasn't – it wasn't really many thoughts and feelings. I was just vibing. Mm-hmm. So before we get into what your, like, semesters were like, what did you expect out of being here at school? I think the the main thing I expected was a real college experience. <laughs> Like that, that first year was not respectfully just wasn't like a it wasn't a real college it was school mm-hmm. and work it was given off brand. it was school and work it was generic a little bit yeah um so I'm really just expecting a real college experience like I'm like you know where the you know almost where the men where the brothers where the brothers where the brothers at um I'm here for the brothers so I'm really gonna find my man now you know first year was right. a prank but like this second year you know we're gonna have a new little rock you know, we gonna have somebody mm-hmm. okay I was wondering where the brothers was at no, and real. I just knew um I'm like where's the parties where the social events I'm gonna make some friends I'm gonna have me a little group like I just right. you know just the college experience I think that was really what I expect to get out of Iowa State definitely expect to get a, de- a good degree um Iowa State has the second best interdesign program in the nation. That's what the statistic was when I signed up. It might have right. changed. It might have changed. Mm-hmm. But that's what it was when I signed up. So I'm like, I'm really going to get a good degree out of this, and I'm sure that there will be a lot of networking and opportunities within that. Um, I was expecting to find a church. I definitely – first thing I did, like first club I went to even before class was um, – was the Christian group that I started going to, like the Bible study group and all that. But Because, mm-hmm. you know, God, he was fresh on my mind at this point. So yes. it was very important for me to do that as well. Right. And that's really what I expected to get out of Iowa State. Mm-hmm. So you want to get into your first semester here? Um, First semester was cool. Uh-uh, I don't like that. Yeah, that was bogus. Um, <laughs> see, that wasn't that wasn't even that convincing. Was cool. It wasn't even convincing for myself, but it started off cool. Right. Um, at this point, you know, like I said, I was on fire for God, um, and I really didn't know what He had in store for me. So I made sure, like, I was going to every single school event. I'm telling you, every day of the week, I did my homework. I had classes, did my homework. I was done by four p.m. I went to whatever school event. Um, or whatever club event or organization event, I was going through some every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I really ain't had no, I didn't make no friends until like the first couple months 
yeah. of college. But even then, I was okay because, now I ain't going to lie. At first, I was like, dang, like, I'm really lonely and I'm sad. I don't have no friends. I see everybody else got friends. Mm-hmm. But, like, I later saw that that was God protecting me. Like, I didn't need yes. to settle for friend groups. We're going to have to get into that. I didn't need to settle for no friend groups because right. them people was not my people and them was not going to be yes. my forever friends. Being envious so, of others. But, like, not knowing that God's protecting you, that's definitely a topic. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, ooh, a, that's a topic. That's a topic. That's a topic. Don't be giving us no ideas for uh-uh. episodes. But, no, for real, um, I was going to every school event um, all the time. I was meeting – I was meeting people, but and I was getting invited to social events. But I was just like, you know, I'll let you know, but I'm cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I was being very selective at this point. Like, I knew who I was, and God – I knew who I was at that time. Right. And, you know, God, he know, he was, it really had control over my life. And I just knew, like, you know, these people are cool. And I'm I'm a little jealous. I wish I had a whole friend group, like how they got a friend juice. But at the same time, right. I'm not going to force it because I know that God is telling me. Like, he's going to tell me when a friend is my friend. He's going to tell me. So, yeah, I spent, like, the first two and a half months of school with no friends. But that was okay. Um, still mm-hmm. selective. I did have um, a little friend group by the time October hit. Um, but by the time October hit, you know, that's when that's when things start to kick in. Because at this point, like, it will a good and bad. Good and bad starts to kick in. Um, I had a little friend group. I ended up picking up two leadership roles, which I'm very grateful, very good learning opportunities. One of them, I'm still holding that title and position. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I had a friend group. I was getting invited to social events. I was going outside, having fun. and Right. We was outside. Was outside. I did ask for that. <laughs> I did ask for that, but I think at that point I kind of just lost sight of who I was, lost sight of God, and mm-hmm. definitely just lost sight of school and having that social balance. Because also, like I stated before, I really I did not have friends. I was not outside in high school, so it's like, oh, I actually have a social life. This is new, like, mm-hmm. like not me being outside, not people wanting me to be outside. Like, that's new. So I was definitely struggling. I'm like, how do I do this? Like, I don't, I don't know what friends look like for real. Like, I had right. a friend in high school. We had a little friend group, but like, yeah. Where we at now? So yeah, those big groups have taught us a lot. Yeah, yeah. quality over quantity. There we go. But not too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just it was the first couple months I had down, but it was just a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just say it was a lot because. Um, I was trying to balance these um, leadership positions with little to no guidance. Like, the leadership positions I picked up on and stuff is, like, there was nobody. There wasn't a mentor saying, like, you know, I did this last year. Let me show you how to do it. It's literally just here's the title. Make it up as you go. And this is, like, I had, I would say this is, like, my first real leadership position. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, We did the the Shades of Melanin in high school. You know, I had the little, I had that title for, like, a short period of time. But, like, I would say. And that was fun. And it was fun. high school is different from college. Yeah, so I would say this is my first um, real experience, um, a social life, just doing stuff I I don't like doing. Being in spaces I just knew I didn't have no business being in. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, people doing stuff, it's like, whoa, you know, I don't want to do this. And that's saying more than enough. And it was just a lot going on in I think the biggest thing where it just, like, really just depression, all that started kicking, it was really Halloween weekend. That was a good weekend. Mm-hmm. But it was just a lot bad happened after that. And this is where the trigger warning comes in. We're like yes. the SA, I'll just say, keep it short, um, standing for sexual assault for people who don't know. Mm-hmm. But I did have to deal with SA. And it was at the point where I never – I first of all, I've always, if you know me, I've always been in my anti 
man phase. I just don't, I've never cared for relationships. I never was eager to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. But just getting all that extra male attention just wasn't, and I didn't like it. I didn't mess with it. And then especially after the um, SA, it was just triggering any male attention. And I remember it specifically the week after Thanksgiving break, every day of the week, sorry, every day of the week, anytime I stepped out of my dorm, somebody mm-hmm. was saying something to me. Right. And not saying that every time was harassment or assault, but, but it was, at that, that point it was just triggering. It was mm-hmm. just triggering. It's like, why are you talking to me? Right. If I already said stop talking to me, why are you still talking to me? You're still pushing that conversation. There's no conversation to be had. Mm-hmm. So just having to deal with harassment back to back to back to back, crying all the time because it's like, I don't, I didn't ask for this. Mm-hmm. And just hating myself because it's like, bro, I'm not doing nothing. I know I'm cute, but at this point, I want to be cute. Like, right. <laughs> like if you that's know, what just, cute come with. You can go. I'm ahead trying take to be confident, out. but right. now I don't even want to be confident because it's just like now I have to deal with this extra harassment. Mm-hmm. So it was just very hard to have to deal with that, and then just almost dealing with these struggles. Like it really felt like I was dealing with it alone because mm-hmm. even like the the people I was around, the friends I was around, it just like nothing was serious. They weren't dependable. No, it was just almost like a point of, like, we can't even have deep conversations. We can't even have real conversations. I'm like, mm-hmm. y'all, I'm, I'm sad and depressed. Girl, me too. <laughs> That's what? That. Girl, <laughs> what? I'm trying to open up. Yoked. I'm trying to open up. Mm-hmm. I was crying last night. Girl, I'll be crying every night too. What? That's See, not... this because now you're trying to make some a joke, right. and I'm trying to be dead serious. This is, And you're already setting the tone for this friendship, this relationship. Right. I can't talk to you. And mm-hmm. that's how it was. So I'm like, dang, I thought I had friends. I don't even know if I have friends right now. Right. Because at this point, it's like, I'm not... My my social needs just I don't know they're they're not getting cared the way I need them or God needs to get cared away. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point I just lost I lost sight of God. I'm not even gonna lie yeah. to you. Um, but during Thanksgiving break I just remember like going home. I just had a lot of shame at this point, mm-hmm. and the shame was very heavy. Like during the semester, the first time I experienced like my mental health affecting my physical health. Yeah. So it was like I literally was cried four times in one hour. I couldn't get up. During Thanksgiving break, I had to have a real conversation about mental health with my mom. And yeah. um, I tried to have that conversation before. But, you know, the stigmas in the black community sometimes, yeah. like, you know, what do you what do you need therapy for um, right. when you could talk to me? You know, those type of conversations, like why you, why mm-hmm. you need to pay somebody to have a conversation. But, um, yeah, that's really just what I was dealing with a yeah. lot. And then there's just like that heavy shame and. Mm-hmm. Just men in general was triggering. It's like you know now there's I just don't like men. Yeah, and I still got to do school. I still got to do school. Still have these leadership positions. Still have to be around people. At this point, I ain't got no friends. Like at least that's how I feel. That's mm-hmm. how I felt because like I'm going through this stuff very alone. Right. But and I know that something that we share in our friendship is like our support from our family. So like not saying that you immediately had to tell them, but like. Like you said, you already fell back from God. You were ashamed. Um, so what was that process like of telling your family or if you ever did? Um, so for that, it was just kind of like a sit-down conversation. But that conversation, like with the family, was more so – well, it wasn't even with the family. I'm gonna be. It was with one parent specifically because, yeah. like, you know, I just wanted to talk to that parent. Um, That's understandable. So it's just like, you know, I'm going to have this conversation. And the conversation, it was less – it was even less about school, but it's more so like I've been dealing with this before. See, you know, memories are coming back. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to get into that. No, but I'm going to explain one thing because it goes in what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've you I've heard of it, but I didn't know I was experiencing it. But you know when they say you're so numb to something you forget. Yes. So when I was um, S A, it triggered literally like all my memories from childhood going on up. I'm like, mm-hmm. how did I forget that I've been dealing with harassment since middle school? You right. know what I'm saying? So it just like it was crazy for me. So when I had this uh, conversation with a parent, it wasn't even about addressing the college. It's like you know this is happening in college, mm-hmm. but really this been going on. And, you know, I just had more so of that conversation and then just talking about, like, you know, I felt like I was over-sexualized, like, by these family members and this Mm -hmm. family members, and I couldn't speak about it. That right there in the black community needs to be talked about. Yes. Like, there's certain—I don't mean to cut you off, but that, like, just triggered me of, like, I've—how the way grown people talk about children— they're giving such adult words that these mm-hmm. children don't understand. They wonder where they pick it up from and, and why their behavior changes. And it's, it's so disgusting because then you have us sitting here talking about these things. And not saying every childhood has to be perfect. It's going to be difficult. Right. But God, God's building character. But it's just like a child should not know these things. They should not experience these things. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I appreciate for you touching in on that. So, yeah, that's the that's the part that I left out. And it's crazy because even though I'm telling, like, my testimony now, I forget that part. Mm-hmm. Like, I always forget that part of my story. Like, I forgot all these memories. And that's, like, locked away somewhere in your mind because mm-hmm. maybe— It's very suppressed. And I'm not going to speak on you. Maybe mm-hmm. you haven't dealt with it or, like you said, seriously just forgetting it until, like, you say a certain thing or do a certain thing and it unlocks that door. Right. So it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I forgot, completely forgot, but— um, that's also where the shame came from as mm-hmm. well. So it's just like now, even though like those events like of being essayed, those already passed, it's like, dang, now I actually have to, at this point, all my memories are unlocked and I have to heal from some past trauma. And it's like, do I even want to do this right now? Like, right. you need, you was, he was, okay. So at this point, like I realized, okay, God was protecting me. If I had those memories in high school, I, I wouldn't have been able to handle that. Right. I'm, I don't think I could have really gone through high school with those memories. So even though it was triggering, like, a part of me just, like, was really praising God. I'm like, thank mm-hmm. you, because you really protected me. Like, you really protect your children. Mm-hmm. And it's like he was protecting me, with the, like, by blocking those memories. I didn't know right. that I really couldn't handle. But it's like he was telling me this is your time to heal from this now. So mm-hmm. um, I guess that was, yeah, I ain't going to spend too much time on the first semester because I got more college to go through. But right. um, I guess, you know, after Thanksgiving break, you know, I really had a week off to really just reflect, talk with family and uh, mm-hmm. talk to God because at that point I really wasn't talking to God about much. But mm-hmm. the rest of the semester, it was better. It was still bad, but it's like, you know, I did some self-reflection. I could breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely went into my winter break of just like deep self-reflection and spending more time with God. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's that's really first semester. It was rough. I'm not even going to end on a good note. Like, you know, yeah. good thing, this and that. But, like, no, it's it, not it, like it, the it started, it it started good. good. It, ended, it ended terrible. Right. You know, it can't end <laughs> yeah, it always can't, like it that. Can't always, but that's only the first semester of my right. second year. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's get into, like, that was a lot. And, I well, I just want to say, even though we, like, halfway down, I really do appreciate you for sharing. Not only this with me, but, like, whoever is listening like, I really hope you have are listening, feel inspired, like, become confident in your own testimony and know that, like, what God has brought you through is also going to help you with others. So now leading into your second semester, what's that looking like? Um, So second semester was a little better because I definitely had the reflection and I kind of was re- – I started to recenter myself, like, okay, I need to start 
I'm sorry. I need to start getting back in my relationship with God and um, mm-hmm. distancing myself from people. So it was better than the first semester, but I will say I started the first semester hating the fact that I was a woman because it's like I ain't Talk even going to get into it, but it's the fact that it doesn't matter what you look like. It don't matter what you're wearing. If a dude wants to be immature, he's going to. Yes. If people feel entitled to your body, it doesn't matter. I'll go out in a whole sweatsuit, nothing that's showing my shape, in a bonnet, and I will still be harassed. Mm-hmm. So it just like at that point, I'm just like, bro, why do I have to be a woman right now? I just want to do some regular stuff. I just want to mind my business, enjoy my day. At this point, it's still triggering. Just anybody yes. talking to me. If a dude say, hey, you look cute, get what, out my face. See, now I got to get disrespectful <laughs> for no reason. I get, like, I get locked up. Like, I get stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just, like, get to the door or get to the car or get to class, yes. whatever it is. I get stuck. <laughs> And so. that's me. Um, but, like, yeah, this semester I cut back on the credit hours, too. Um, I was just doing Period. 13 because I'm like, you know, I'm doing this extracurriculars, and I just want to spend time. I just want to have a better balance. So mm-hmm. I cut back on that. I didn't really have a balance of self-care um, and putting that in my schedule. But I was taking – I guess I, was, I had a lot more time for myself, but I wasn't intentional with the time I had for myself. It was just, mm-hmm. like, sitting in my thoughts and – being negative and being depressed and all and crying all that in my free time I was crying in my free time yes I was Mm -hmm. doing that but I didn't I wasn't intentional about like self-care reflection spending time with God um none of that but but that crying was definitely probably much needed like yes you know a lot of people sometimes put their like expressing their emotions off when God's telling you like let it out because like otherwise it might just blow up like a volcano because he will turn your tears into joy yes and, and did and did but I will say by the time April hit at this point, I was pretty much good because um, it was just a lot of reflection, a lot of time for myself. At this point, I was definitely to myself, mm-hmm. and I was learning to say I was learning that word no again, yeah. just like a little kid. You know, when they first learned the word no, that's all they could say. No, me, no, yeah. stop me, stop. I was learning the word no, so I was just saying no to friends left and right. I don't want to do this, do that. I was being more secretive and just being more to myself, and um, it was a isolation period, and if you listen to um, – Last semester, when we had an episode with Shania, um, mm-hmm. we talked about isolation period and how it's, it doesn't have to be negative and depressing, like, right. you know, the connotation it has. But I went through my isolation period. It was very helpful. Um, I was still, you know, being social, still outside a little bit, but I was still going back to, like, beginning of, like, going to Iowa State, going to stuff alone. Right. I don't need to go with other people. I don't even need to ask if somebody else is going, but just going back to my roots of doing things for me, doing things for me. By the time April hit, I was actually fine. I was, I was definitely much better. Mm-hmm. All right. So we you talked about a lot. So I I know there's got to be a lot of lessons that mm-hmm. had to be learned, especially yeah. through such a gear like that. Yeah. So for lessons, I learned a lot. Like you said, um, I learned to say no, and I learned that saying no is actually very good for you. And mm-hmm. um, and that it's a full sentence. No is a no full is sentence. a full sentence. You don't need no explanation you don't have to say Mm -hmm. no because just no but definitely saying no and standing firm on that decision um also learned you don't have to be everything for everyone and also goes along with saying no um I learned that men will be men regardless of your actions like it's out of my control Mm -hmm. I can be what they say um a good woman should if she doesn't want to attract attention if she don't want a modest woman I could be whatever Mm -hmm. woman I want to be and And men is still gonna men there's a group of men out there for no matter what you do, that is just going to, I don't want to say the word attack, but mm-hmm. 
I don't think they pick up. Not this is not. I'm not generalizing the whole population of men. Please don't think I'm doing Please. that. But for those instances, I don't think they read the room, Mm-mm. and that's a problem. I don't know what happened in second grade. Yep. When that reading equivalency level was starting, but we're not reading the room anymore, and that's yeah, a problem. No. Look at body language. Yep. Yep. And yeah. <laughs> That's that's a full statement. You just made a full statement right there. But um, I also learned, like, it's okay to distance yourself from mm-hmm. everyone else. And um, I should distance myself a lot of times. And moving in silence, and I know that's a generic saying, like, you know, move in silence and let people know your next move, blah, blah, blah. But just really, I just stopped talking to people. I stopped telling people my goals and plans. And it's like, it's not even stop telling people, but tell the right people. And I'm still like that now, like. Some of this stuff, like, there's a lot of goals Monifa doesn't know, and it's not me being secretive from her. Like, mm-hmm. we got a problem, but it's like, I need to think about it first before I start right. putting it out in the air. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it just, like... Thoroughly create a plan. Thoroughly create a plan. So it just, like, I stop talking to people about what I'm doing, what my goals are, what my uh, plan... Even just my day-to-day plans, like, where I'm going today, where I'm eating today. Right. Um, also learned everything is temporary, whether good or bad. So, like, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but just everything is temporary, and... Another thing I learned is my whole college journey, and you can hold me accountable to this, my whole college journey is my single season. Period. Yep. And and God told me that, too. That I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. tell myself that. I was like, not this year, but next year. No, God said, girl, he tells me this every is time your single season. Don't even be quiet. Not saying, I don't I don't like the term wondering eyes, but even I guess in my thoughts, he's like, he already put the stop sign. Forget yield. He say, don't even go there. Mm-hmm. You're going to hurt your own feelings. And I've already told you, I don't know how many times. Yep. And that's that. He said what he said, and I got to listen. So that's that. For any men, don't approach me because God said no. Mm-hmm. So, did you have like any uncertainties after these lessons? Um, After this whole year, yeah, I was just sad and confused, and I definitely kicked off my summer 22 uh, feeling depressed. Um, I thought, you know, once school was over, that's when the sad was going to start, and mm-hmm. I was going to be happy. But, like, no, I just, right. I just spent like the whole summer um, all sad. Yep. Mm hmm. So before that, starting that summer set, like, did you have any goals, though, for, like, when you were going to roll into your third year? Um, I just knew that my third year, like, very generic, but I just knew I just needed to be different. I just need to do everything different. I need to approach stuff different. And I just needed to definitely seek God and see what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Just going back into, like, when I – I wanted that fire from when I first came to Iowa State, and I was like, can't nobody tell me none. You know, I'm God's favorite right. daughter. I needed that energy back. So I'm like, you know what, I just need to to talk back to him. I need to go back to my roots because I don't know, I got lost for a minute, and I need to come back to you. Mm -hmm. So that's really, that was really my goals leading into year three. So So what was the summer like? Um, The summer, it was, like I said, it was was very sad, but it was also good Mm because it was just really a waiting season. You know, like, God, he's working on me. There's not much progress I see at the time. It is tough, but, like, he was working. That's the thing. The Mm -hmm. waiting season, he's still working, so – I did end up working at the Christian summer camp again because I'm like, you know, last year was great. This year going to be great. And this year it was only, or not this year, but that year specifically, summer 22, it was only half a summer, but it still did what it needs to do. You know, it was good. I definitely rebuilt my relationship with God. Um, I had the second half of my summer back home, so I started working back home and just, you know, more self-reflection, more time with God and Mm -hmm. seeking – just changing the way I use media in general, like YouTube, just like, you know, what are the videos I'm watching? Or do they represent God? Are they talking about God? Um, yes. The music I listen to, social media, 
I love a unfollowing spree, and I go on them regularly. But we you know, just together. unfollowing people. We do it together, <laughs> and do. Um, I'm following people and following uh, new people that are more positive. So mm-hmm. just like you know that rebranding of all the media that I use. Yeah. Um, but that was really that was really it. You know, it was really mellow, really not happy. Um, not a lot going on. But one good thing that came out of that summer. Let's talk about it. Is you know Black Girl College podcast. Yes. Yes. Just the, um, the creation. <laughs> just the creation of the podcast because you know it was another day. Me and Monifa, you know, we sitting in her, on her bed in her apartment. Chilling. And we just having another deep conversation about college. And I'm like, ain't no way we're the only people mm-hmm. who could, who's going through this right now. And then what she do? She joked. She said, girl, we should get a podcast. And I was like, uh-huh, yeah, girl, we should. <laughs> and we held each other accountable. And then we looked at each other back and forth. I'm like, you playing? Or like, you, you dead serious? Because I'm dead serious. I'm, Are you, you, you serious? I'm serious, you, I'm serious. Okay. You serious? You for, for we real? serious? We not playing? No. Okay. There we go. All right. Well, we're going to make a podcast. And, so, <laughs> and that's what we did. I remember we were doing so much research. Like, we it was. was a dedication. And like, not to take away from what you're saying, but it like, I think for me, it made us closer together because mm-hmm. we also had to have conversations so we can have conversations here. Yeah. And then it was just like, I literally remember you saying, we can't be the only black girls going through this. And I said, no, we are not the only black girls. <laughs> I know somewhere somebody's having the same conversation. Yeah. And I just like that right there was like one of the most beautiful things God has put and like planted for our friendship. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So that was just a great way to end the summer. And it was definitely like, you know, my waiting season, it was starting to be over. But God, mm-hmm. he really placed that on our heart. And like I said, like, this really just goes with trusting God. Like, I wasn't, in high school, I wasn't going to say, yeah, one day I'm going to have a podcast. At Girl, all. I didn't even know what a podcast was. I didn't care yeah. about a podcast until COVID, and I was bored, and I was discovering stuff. And I finally <laughs> figured out what a podcast was. I said, oh, this is what this is. Right. So it was just like, you know, he really placed those, he placed desires on our hearts and yes. our purpose and stuff. So it was just really good. We spent that last month of um, some are just like doing our research, yeah, like you said, um, trying to figure out logo, colors, um, mission statement, website. Girl, we really like, was getting it. Like, I we was, was like, like, which website is the best? Like, mm-hmm. just we was, it was crazy. We was we trying to figure out who to who to um, host. I, I don't know. We right. trying to figure we out a lot. Figure, we, what's your part? We what's my part? Hard. Like organ, like organization, everything. But all but. I knew is like, I'm like, this is gonna happen. And you right. know, I'm really grateful that I got the podcast with um, the best host in the world. Because honestly, if I went, if I had this idea on my own, it wouldn't have came through. And we said, we, we said that. We said that. We said that. We said that. I said there's plenty of things that. I have thought about on my own. I'm like, did not happen. Mm-hmm. And not saying it's okay, but it is okay. You know, like right. things are going to flow, but it lets you know that it wasn't aligned with God either. But this right here, yeah, aligned. this this here was very aligned. He so. said, y'all matching. We matching the puzzle pieces together. So out of all that beautifulness that came yes. from that end right yes. there, let's get into year three. So, so what has changed at this point? Year three, girl, new year, new key, and baby. Okay, like at this point, I was a no BS Kiara. Um, it was it was just a um. I would say the first semester was real smooth. Mm-hmm. It was real smooth. I I know there had to be some challenges, but at this point, I can't even think of the challenges because at this point, I was just so grateful for everything that God has done. Like nothing, no weapon formed against me did prosper. Period. Because at this yeah. point, it was just like it was really a new year it was a new me it was a new mindset and I really stuck to that new mindset I was very self-disciplined and I really mm-hmm. like one thing I always struggled with was boundaries I remember um like before I came to Iowa State 
I was introduced to the idea of a boundary, and I was like, and I was really trying to do research because I'm like, it's crazy. I don't, I literally don't know what this word means. Mm-hmm. I couldn't comprehend in my mind what setting personal boundaries was. But at this point, I had boundaries. Um, I know I said the year before, I uh, no was flying out of my mouth left and right. But like, at this point, like no really was, and I was sticking to it. Like it was to right. the point where people were like, here I never see you, or like you don't do this and that, or that's the point. They'll invite me to stuff and be like some if you're not too busy, because I know you're just too busy. Period. Because at this point, I don't want to do, like, I'm making sure everything right. I do is with intention, regardless of, like, if we are friends, if we're super close friends, if it doesn't align with what I need to do or what God wants me to do. If I don't have permission from God, I'm not going. Period. And I don't care if it's like, well, you, you should be, I don't need nobody to tell me what I should be doing unless it's God. If God so, ain't welcome, I'm not there. Period. And I really stuck to this at this point. So it's like, that first semester, it was real smooth. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because, like, my social life went down, but it was the best thing ever. Right. Because I realized, like, my first year I was there, I was in settings. Girl, you did not have to be there. You didn't. You Nobody told you to be there but the world. You're, you're right. being worldly. You're being worldly right now. So it was mm-hmm. like me, stop going to stop. Okay, I didn't say Not I stopped going stuff, but I was very specific about what got my time and my energy. Right. Um. It was my first year into the program, interior design program. So, you know, that was actually fun. Um, I'm, I can say I'm one of the few people who actually say I liked going to class. I had, My homework mm-hmm. was fun. I don't think nobody in their marriage would be like, oh, we got a fun assignment. Right. Yeah, me personally, I could, me and my classmates, we'd be like, oh, this assignment's fun. I remember the FaceTimes. I was like, yeah, she's yes, working. this assignment is fun. I'm yes. like, y'all know Kiera, she worked. She was working. FaceTime, she was working. And was. And, um... Like, first semester, I was really, at this point, I was trusting God because I'm like, bro, I'm so, I'm going to limit myself regardless. Like, I literally mm-hmm. can't see the the great things he has planned for me. I just got to trust him. And along with that trust, like, um, I started my, uh, the semester, I started off with a job. I was working at the dining center. I'm going to just say them people did not respect me. I quit, like, the second week of classes, and I had no job the whole semester, and it's crazy. Like I said, trust God. Just trust in God. Because I'm like, you know, I'm, I don't have a job. I'm going to look for a job. But I had in my mind, I'm not settling for a job. I'm mm-hmm. not settling for, a, oh, but I need money, so I'm going to work here. I need money, I'm going to work here. There, I was being really picky. And I know it's like, girl, you's too young to be trying to be picky about a job that's temporary. Right. But, no, I was being picky. And I'm like, you know, God, he's telling me don't. I don't need a job unless he, gives, he approves it. Like, all right. these jobs are disrespectful because I have my own personal – um, accommodations that I need and most jobs don't respect that especially at my age mm-hmm. like specifically health stuff like at your age you should be able to do this this and that at your age you should do this this and that so right. it's like being that I couldn't even take most jobs I was like you know I'm just trusting God and believe it or not I went through that whole semester my bills was paid my bills was paid and my bills are paid my bills was paid so it's just like you know I really trusted him and I didn't have money saved uh, right. for like paying for the whole you know but he he found a way, and I just think that whole semester, it was really a breeze. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that to, as like there was no challenges that came up, but it's just like at this point, I really I literally can't think of on the top of my head like something that really just like brought me down. Mm-hmm. Something that really just like I don't know. At this point, it was just God. Let go even, and let God. We ain't even gonna try. And to that's think it. Of We're that not even gonna because at this point I am trying. But let right. me stop. Let me just be grateful for it what was, it was. I'm gonna stop. Maybe trying minor to think situations, of but okay, there was minor. Nothing so large. So mm-hmm. with that, so let's go into uh, second semester. Um. Well, second semester, I will say, um, it started off like just a little more rough. But so actually, 
a blessing came because like I mm-hmm. said I went a literally a whole school semester without a job um it was literally December 22nd I remember that Not exact the girl Period. anyway so I knew when God blessed me I, December 22nd I got an email thought it was spam had to had to do some research but Period. long story short I was offered an RA position at our campus apartment so like mm-hmm. at, I know every campus is different but at my campus we have dorms and then we have um, apartments, but it's still through the school housing and it's still charged to you, Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, God knows that last year, like the first semester, one thing I forgot, but I was really struggling with my housing situation. Um, I just really just, I didn't feel safe there. I had disrespectful um, neighbors and people who lived around me and mm-hmm. the confrontation was rough because um, let's just say, you know, I'm a black girl and they were some white men and they really and out felt that authority. I saw him say, so um, fill in the blanks. That's all yes, I can say. fill in the blanks. Um, let your mind wander. So that was just really hard living situation, and mm-hmm. I would just—that's really one thing I would say I was going through for the whole semester. It's like these people just continuously being disrespectful, and they know they're being disrespectful because they've been confronted about the issue over and over. And I just knew like I really needed a space to myself because mm-hmm. like. I can't even honor God in this space because I'm being disrespected. The walls are thin, too, so I'm really being disrespected. Right. Like, So it is like there was nothing I could do mm-hmm. at that point. So when on December 22nd, I got the email that, um, you know, I'd be able to have a RA position. That's an apartment to myself. And I'm getting paid. I'm like, yeah, this sounds, this is, that's why he told me to wait. Right. That's why Ooh, he told me to up. wait. And that's good because I was thinking of moving. See, if I would have tried to move and all that before, it's like, it would have been harder for me to, it would yeah, it would have been harder for me trying to, move into an apartment, and then if I had a job, it's like, oh, I just had this job for two months, now I got to quit. And right. Not saying that I wouldn't have did all that, but it's just like I just knew having that patient with God, he was he had a plan, so I didn't need yeah, to have yeah. a plan. I didn't have a plan that whole semester, but he had a plan. Mm-hmm. So I started that semester with that. That was great. Um, had an apartment to myself. Um, Beautiful. And it was, it was crazy because I'm like, God, you blessed me. You answered. You heard my cries. You heard my prayers. So I'm going to make sure I honor you, mm-hmm. spend time. I have this place to myself, and it's quiet, so I'm going to make sure I have time with you. There's no distraction, no noise distraction. Right. So that was really good. Um, I started the semester. Um, I joined the sorority, so that was very time-consuming to just start yeah. the semester with because it just, like, it was time-consuming. Right. And I'm like, dang. Thing, though. I saw some things. Thank you. Thank you. you thank you. I said, that's my best friend, period. Thank you. Yes, I am a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> Upsilon new chapter. I'm the president, um, but yeah, it was it was just a lot of work. Um, we were reactivating the chapter really, so it was just like mm-hmm. even more work because like I don't really have um, people before me that right, I can follow foundation. after. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's just like you know we're just like really trying to build this. On top of that, I had I started the semester with 17 credit hours, but after that first week, baby, I dropped it to 16 because I said this one class I'm just not doing that. Mm-hmm. But 16 credit hours still a lot, and I still had other leadership positions. Um, on top of the podcast, I think I had like two of three, really. I don't know. I had like five things going on for me at that point. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot. I was doing a lot. And I think yeah. that's really just what made um, the semester so hard. Right. At this point, my patience was thin. Um, it was definitely, and it's like times like that can really try your character. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the first to admit it. My it, A lot of ugliness that was in my heart was really revealed. And... um. 
it's one of it's some things that people just don't want to say out loud and it's just like mm-hmm. it's embarrassing and I really was I was embarrassed and I still ain't admitted until like summertime you know we already had this conversation right but just having to confront like there's envy in your heart there's jealousy in your heart um mm-hmm. self-comparison hating yourself and stuff like that so it's like I had to deal with that and I'm constantly having to be around people because that's what these roles require of me plus I have to be a student and like I said I really enjoy my major and I'm blessed to like be in the program that I'm that I am in here at Iowa State so it's like now I'm splitting my time and energy I'm giving these low what feels to me low quality work even though you know I still made the dean's list period period. but it just I just wasn't happy with what I was doing but I was doing it anyway because I might have this role to fill I just feel like I couldn't take a break um couldn't make mistakes and even though people say you know it's okay you can make mistakes people don't mean that you don't mean that people don't mean that they don't because it's like you start making mistakes and then it's now it's on you and now other people's true colors start right. to show as well. And then you get called out like not, mm-hmm. you know, there's a difference in calling somebody out and calling somebody in. Yeah, You want to call people in, not call them out. Yeah, no, it was definitely a call out and it was just a lot of true colors everywhere. But like I said, I'm going to admit my wrongs and my faults. I'm not going to say other people's tweaking. I was tweaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was tweaking, but I was at a breaking point. And it's like for me, it was crucial, though that God showed that because it's like right then that's where like you know the you, one thing that people don't say about the self-discovery issue people make it sound cute like you it's know not. you're going to discover that you like this color and this helps you stress relief but people don't How ever mention that you will feel when you go through self-discovery you're also discovering the ugliness in you yes. you're also discovering the negative you're also discovering all these terrible things about you you're not discovering good things Mm-mm. so it's like when you go through that self-discovery journey it's like there's a part you're just going to feel ashamed of yourself, like, dang, this is who I am? Mm-hmm. Like, am I really this? Because it's those things, like, that I just admitted out loud. Nobody's going to admit, but we're all human. So even right. though people are like, I don't care about what nobody else is doing. Yes, you do, because you're human. You have cared. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about what the next person have. Yes, you yes, have. You. You, have, you felt jealousy before. Just say it. Just, you right. don't want to say it out loud, because that's embarrassing to say out loud, but you felt it before. But let's make it a normal season. Let's so make it a like normal. Open, because if we all feeling it, it's. I don't want to say it's normal. Mm-hmm. Like, we shouldn't make it seem okay to feel envious or jealous of others, but we have all felt it. That's a normalcy, so let's talk about it. And like you said, even though we just talked about it over the summer, in order to get through it, you have to admit to it. Right. You can't admit something to God and just be like, well, you know that one thing. He, he know a lot of things. What he are do. you talking about? <laughs> he do. What are you talking about? Right. So it was like, like you said, if you really want to grow past something and overcome it, you need to acknowledge it. You need to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Because I tried the, um, in silence stuff, I tried the, um, yeah, like I said, I tried to keep it in the closet. But with God, like me me and God, we in the closet, we talking about it. But like, that should right. be enough. No, because what is it? James 5, I think 16. 16? James 16. 5, 16. Look that up. But long story short, I'm going to summarize it because I don't know word for word. But you mm-hmm. need to confess your sins and stuff. You need to say that stuff out loud. For it to really just like to grow past it and mm-hmm. overcome it, and that's what I've really right. been doing. I just been saying stuff out loud. I've been talking crazy. Some mm-hmm. people's like she's talking crazy, but I'm gonna just say whatever's on my heart, I'm even if it's negative. No I need more. to let it out, and that's really just where the growth and overcoming has came. So right. it's like that last semester, I was definitely on autopilot. Mm-hmm. I was like, wake up, eat some time. I don't know. My cousin, he was checking in on me to make sure mm-hmm. I ate because I at remember. that point, and it's not like I was. Had it just endured. Like, you know, I, I wasn't purposely starving myself. I was just like, girl, I got to get this work done. I work, work, mm-hmm. work. I'm a person who's very, like, I have a good schedule. But when I'm telling you, I was in that design building at 2 a.m. And I'm not irresponsible. That's not like, oh, she slacked all morning and then she decided to do her homework last minute. No, I worked the full day. 
and I but I still saying, stayed till two a.m. Right. trying to do that homework. And so it's like, like making your schedule. Food kind of comes last in my mind. Food came last. Food came last. Even though that's my source of energy, like of course God is my source, mm-hmm. but it's just like even though that's the body's source of energy, it came last. And I'm sorry. Yeah, this definitely gonna be a long episode, but like, and that's that, <laughs> and that's my truth. So if you need to skip through, and but that's um, crazy. yeah, I think that was really just the the hardest thing. It just I was very overly committed. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of new and a lot of. Places where I was unsure, but I had to be sure because, like, well, this is what you chose. This is your, your position. This is right. your title. So you need to. We look up to you. You're supposed to know everything. Mm-hmm. You have this title. You're supposed to know everything. You can't make mistakes. And then on top of that, just being on autopilot, on top of that, not my other people's true color showing just as much as mine was showing. So right. it, was just like, it was just a lot of strong feelings, energy everywhere, left and right. And yeah. um, that's really just the second semester. Um Yeah. Which was last semester and just leading so into it this summer. Not for real. Yeah. That, that's crazy. That's crazy. Did I skip a year? I don't think you skipped Did a year. Did I skip a year? Do you think you skipped a year? I what didn't skip a year. Girl, I'm tweaking. I'm tweaking. See, I feel like I've been here forever. No. I feel like I've been here forever. It, it's like that. I am, as a senior, oh my I'm gosh. ready to get up out. I am. But yeah. no, yeah, that was that was really the end of that year. And it really yeah. led into this summer. Um mm-hmm. Which I ain't even gonna touch too much on because we already, and right. if you watched our first episode, we as did like a little have. summer re- Yeah, as you should have. You can go ahead and, and click it after that. There. Okay. But we did a little summer recap in that episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God, he's really, he worked and he did a lot of work, actually. Yes. And he did a lot of, he just did everything. Like, he just, he's, God, he's more God. than enough. He's like God, God. He's been better than good. He's been far more than enough. Yes. And all these negative, these true colors that was revealed about me. Like I'm, I'm really overcoming. I'm really being delivered mm-hmm. every single day. Um, the more you discover, you know, you feel like, oh, I'm at a great place with God. He going, okay, that's good that you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna show you something else. Right. And you know, I think one step at a time. One step at a time. Um, that's really my college testimony. I'm gonna mm-hmm. just conclude there because if you watched the first episode, as you should, you would you know the summer recap and the goals I have for this year. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So before I ask you, like my. Final question. Ooh. Final. Ooh. I want to say again, I appreciate you for sharing your testimony. There's Thank a you. lot of parts that you shared that are very difficult for other people to hear who have also gone through. Um, and just being honest with what has happened to you and, like, how that has transitioned you with your relationship with God, I think it's so beautiful. And I appreciate you being here and sharing that. So with all that being said, you're a beautiful testimony. Thank you. Where is Kira at now? Where is Kira at now? She is trusting God. She's letting go and letting God. Psalms 4610. Period. Be still and know that I am God. That's that's what that scripture says. I'm just letting go and letting God. I'm being still because at this point, um, as much as I can try to plan for the future, mm-hmm. I don't I don't even do that anymore. That's the thing, though. Because, like, right now I'm very comfortable. Like I'm getting my degree now, and I'm spending thousands of dollars going to the school, and that's going on my FAFSA, but it's like, I know if God says, actually, I want you to be this career, I would be perfectly fine with that because he already right. proven more than it. Like, he shouldn't have to prove himself as many times as he has. But he does. But he does anyway because he, you know, he really loves mm-hmm. us and cares for us. But it just, at this point, that's really where I'm at. I know this is going to be a good semester, but I can't tell you what's going to happen this semester. Um, like I said um, in the first episode, I had zero goals for the summer. Or not goals. I didn't have zero goals, but I had um, – minimal plans for the summer because I knew God was going to come through. 
that's kind of where I'm at now. It's like right. I don't even plan too much. Like it has to be a really heavy desire on my heart mm-hmm. in order for me to really plan it. But other than that, it's like I know. Yeah, just that's where I'm at right now. Right. I'll let go and let God. And, and he's, he's, he's doing what God does. So We love that. Well, you, yeah. We love that. All right. Well, that concludes today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all the love. We post episodes biweekly on Mondays and biweekly on Thursdays on our YouTube. You can reach us on our website at blackgirlincollege.com and on our Instagram at blackgirlincollegepodcast to give us some feedback. And also to see what we are working on. So see you next time. Peace.